Hey everybody, Superfan Giovanni here. Welcome to Classic Love Wine, episode 378, from March 11th, 1997, a Tuesday night show with guest Debbie Mazar. Adam opens the show explaining that Kari Werher will be on tomorrow night after no showing on Monday. It was actually Sunday. And Debbie is promoting her sitcom, Temporarily Yours, airing after The Nanny on CBS. It would be a temporary sitcom as well. Adam gets deep into Debbie's filmography and shares his love for her work in Goodfellas. He calls it one of the top five movies in the last decade. And Drew, of course, reveals he has only seen part of the movie. Adam keeps saying that Debbie played the coke whore, and she explains how she auditioned for the part and ended up nailing it. And Adam goes in-depth with the movie and her body shape when she starred in said movie. Uh, and Debbie has a unique chemistry with the guys. It proves to be a very interesting show. Quite different than classic Loveline episode 379 with guest Kari Werher. And as per usual, it's recorded in 1997. Some of the medical advice may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Catherwood on Current Day Loveline. 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One there as well, and PodcastOne.com, the home of all your favorite podcasts. Mahalo and get it on. The following program is a podcast1.com production. <sighs> Two. Three, four, Welcome Loveline. with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Would you sleep with sick women? I may be pregnant, but I'm still a man. Spank the unruly ones. It's indecent, it's vulgar, it's blasphemous. I'm gonna ride you till you can't stand up. Come on, come on, let's go down. All right, all right, keep your shirt on. Loveline's meant for an adult audience. Loveline may contain sexually oriented content. Listener discretion is advised. Here's Loveline with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. All right. Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. That is Dr. Drew. He is a board-certified physician and addiction medicine specialist. And tonight our guest is Debbie Mazar. Hey. Hey. Uh... I'll get into Debbie's stuff in just one second. Uh, tomorrow night, who do we have, Drew? Kari, I think. Yes, Kari were that uh, flaky little uh, minx who uh, gave us the shoe on Monday night will be in tomorrow night to talk about her big film, Anaconda. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Now, that should be a good time. She's always a good time, this uh, Kari were And sexy. If I were to marry, it would be her. If she were to marry, I don't think it'd be me, but that's all right. I can continue stocking. <laughs> she would be the minority. Uh, who do we have then? Collective Soul on Thursday, and uh, Matthew Sweet next week, and Jennifer Tilly. Anne ought to really, uh, Anne, uh, you, re- that, you should put that list behind me so I have to turn completely around to see it. All right. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, Kiss my ass, Adam. All right. Who? Oh, that's Fiona Apple. All right. Debbie is here to talk about Temporarily Yours, uh, amongst other projects. Now, that's on 8.30, Wednesday night, CBS, after The Nanny. Yeah. And uh, I want to talk a little about Debbie's uh, film credits here, because uh, Debbie's definitely a person you would recognize, but I'm not sure if everyone knows the name just yet. Debbie, you first saw... And uh, I don't know if you did anything before this, but at least I first saw you on Goodfellas. Mm -hmm. And first off, Goodfellas, definitely in the top five movies made in the last uh, 10 or 15 years. An excellent movie. Drew, did you see Goodfellas? Part of it. Oh, for Christ's sake. Which part, Drew? I I just remember them shooting that kid in the basement. Oh, Jesus. In what basement? They didn't shoot anyone in a basement. No, they didn't. They they shot Michael Imperioli in the foot. They shot him in a bar. It, it was, was like in a, in a social club. A social club wasn't a base under under no, the crowd. It was, a, <laughs> it was in New York, for Christ's sake. Uh, they call it social clubs, so, so they don't have be called alcoholics uh, when they come home. But it was a bar. But anyway, the point is, is this: 
a great movie, and uh, Debbie was great in it. She played uh, the co-core and was uh, excellent. Thank you. How'd you get that? Oh, I auditioned about four times, mm-hmm. and uh, that's how I got it. I went in. I read the book. There was no script to read, and, uh, you know, after many auditions, I nailed it. All right. Now, uh, don't, don't take this the wrong way, but you were skinny as a rail when you were a co-core. You look great now. I was never a co-core. Excuse uh, me. <laughs> I, uh, sorry. When you portrayed that was the character. When you when you portrayed a co-core, uh-huh. uh, you were just uh, emaciated. Did you uh, have to lose any weight to do that role? I mean, to look like a strung out uh, coke fiend. Uh makeup helped, but uh, I lost a couple pounds for it. Yeah, I was well, a little stressed. Yeah, you're right now. Huh? You're just right now. Thank you. All right. Want to say anything nice about me before we go on? <laughs> no. All right. Uh, good fellas, little man Tate, bullet o- bullets over Broadway. Drew, you must have seen bullets over Broadway. Must have. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Malcolm X, Drew? Mm. Singles, uh, Cameron Crowe movie? No. All right. Uh, Debbie? Yeah. Debbie, yeah. I, I have four-year-old triplets. Oh, you saw Beethoven key. second? No, no. Got to get that for them. Well, I saw Roxanne and Zeus. Oh, Zeus really? <laughs> What a pathetic life you lead. Listen, I'm telling you, fake your own death, Drew. I guarantee it. It's your only way out. Uh, Pebbles. Pebbles. Eight six seven five three zero nine. You guys, but they didn't have the microphone on. What? Right, here's my dilemma. Hey, Pebbles. What's up? Wh- who are you talking to? I'm talking to you, Drew. To Adam Andrew, but Drew is the master of my saviorness this evening. Well, where are you calling from? I, Talk to Pebbles sorry. a little more. Hey, Pebbles. Really, I apologize. Pebbles. What's up? You're 24. Yes. All right. I realize that. All right. Okay. Now, behave. Hey, Pebbles. I'm going to behave. You, if you don't behave, you know I will hang up on you. I'm going to behave myself from now on. Okay. Okay. What's the deal, though? Okay. Here's my dilemma. Yeah. I am in a serious relationship with someone who happens to be a doctor, and he is in his first year of his residency this mm-hmm. year, mm-hmm. And, which will end in June, and he is constantly at the hospital. Imagine that. And we have a very serious relationship. I love him a great deal. and. Uh, He's constantly at the hospital, and I just feel right now that I ha- he has no time. Pebbles. Pebbles is really having some difficulty. No, no. <laughs> Hold way. on. i got to get to the bottom of Pebbles. Pebbles? Bored a good phone. Can you guys hear me? What what oh, just happened right. to you? That Pebbles. Okay. Listen closely. Listen. We, Listen, have, we can't hey. afford a good she got to get a new phone. Yes. Pebbles, get a new when phone. When he's a doctor, one day you'll be able to we get it. We cannot afford a good phone here, <laughs> right. ladies and gentlemen. Pebbles. All right, let, let me summarize it. Pebbles, you're, you're just saying, though, that, that you're getting frustrated with the relationship because he's never home. And if, if this is so serious. And that if it, pretty much has everything to right. do with it. And, it, and, if, and I, uh, the little note they passed me says that you sort of have an old relationship that's, that's sort of lurking around now coming back. Yes, is that right? yes, exactly. And, and I, I'll tell you what, I mean. You've got to decide whether or not you want to commit yourself to this relationship or not. Because although it seems like his internship and residency are never going to end, I got news for you: it does not get a lot different when he's out in the real world. And that uh, you know, one of the the unfortunate things about being a physician is you are rarely home, and it, it is something that everyone's. He's a surgeon. 
Yeah. Then it's going to be even worse. And, right. and God oh, knows, and God knows, the training is for like forty-two yeah. hours. But Pebbles, the training is going to go on another five years at least. True. Can Four. he perform a lot of those surgeries at home? Mm. <laughs> He's done some on me, but look, the look. problem is, is that Pebbles, uh, Pebbles, you need a lobotomy, by the way. Pebbles, I want to talk about you for a second. Uh, no, you don't. Yes, I do. What's, What's up with on? you? Are you drunk? No, I'm not drunk. All right. What's up with you? Are you getting a weird vibe from Pebbles? Well, well I don't know what the, the problem is. The whole thing is, is that I ha- I'm on this cordless phone, and I'm sitting out in the hall. What's up? The manager of the apartment building just walked down the hall. I'm, I'm on a serious phone call. Seriously. Okay. Okay. No, I'm not. It's all good. Um... The thing is, is that I live with this guy and things are getting really bad because I'm feeling really just, I, I feel like nobody ever pays attention to me because he's constantly at work. All right, what do you like, do, Pebbles? What do I do? I'm an artist. Okay, I knew you had troubles. What, oh, what medium? What do you work in? I work in music and just anything. Uh-huh. I work in life. Right. I'm uh-huh. a life artist. Yeah, right. I do have some trouble, right. but who doesn't? Uh, listen, Adam, Pebbles, you do you on. do drugs and you wait for this guy to come home. I don't think so. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would say not. that's your life, Pebbles. I think not. Pebbles, here's your problem. You don't have a life for yourself, so you're turning all your focus on this guy. If you got out and got busy and got yourself a series and a couple of movies like Debbie over here, you wouldn't be waiting for this guy to come home. Well... And, th- and that's the fact. And, and you wouldn't be out in the hallway and, talking and, on the phone. And Pebbles, even if you, it's Maybe not, you should get a dog. Yeah, and even if, well, even more so. I don't trust her with a dog. How about, how about a friend? Yeah. And, and e- even I more so. I live in Baltimore. I live in, like, this huge high-rise Pebbles, building. even more so. no room for nature here. Even more than just a career, how about just some relationships with other human beings who can support you through this? This is it just. Help them, this is just I the beginning. Th- then reconsider this you're, relationship. You're, you're, because Drew, this is, hold on a second. Drew, you're totally barking up the wrong tree here with Pebbles. Do you see what I'm talking about? Thank you for backing me up on I mean, that. There's definitely that kind of... Uh, uh, well, listen, the thing is, Pebbles is, is almost clinically insane, and Pebbles uh, sits around home uh, praying to the moccasin god while this guy, and God knows what his trip is. I'd love to talk to him for a minute. I bet you Pebbles is the, the greatest piece of ass you've ever seen in your life. But he's off working all day, and she's sitting home uh, making crap out of, uh, you, know, you know, making uh, deities out of clay. I, I she's it. insane, Drew. Do you understand that? Yeah, and I don't know what she is exactly because it, it's too much for us no, to tackle. No, I like this, talking to Pebbles. Pebbles. No, you don't. Okay, listen. That's so unfair. Listen, Adam. where where's your family? I, I I do. I, I, my parents died like when, ten years ago when you were fourteen. And I hang out. Uh huh. Have you ever been in a psychiatric hospital? No, I certainly haven't because I've been to a lot of counselors and they told me I didn't need that because okay. I have good faith in this world. All right. All right. And I don't need Where, where are you going to go with this? All right. right, nowhere. Not on any drugs nowhere. or anything like no, that? No, I'm not. All right. I'm calling you guys for honest advice. Uh, here's my... Here, pebbles, 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 pebbles. Pebbles should be called Lustline, and pebbles, I have an actual pebbles, love problem. Pebbles, <laughs> if you could listen, here's the advice. Find a way to make meaningful connections with other people and get their support to get through this or reconsider this relationship because his time commitments are not going to change. Yes. That's it. Work on the time commitments for yourself. Uh, People put too much uh, pressure on a relationship, I think, Debbie. I think so, too. Uh, When one person is miserable in a relationship with their life, forget about the relationship. The relationship is like this uh, beautiful koi pond. And if one person's taking a crap in it, 
every uh, every other week, then the fish are going to die. Mm-hmm. Isn't that wonderful imagery, Debbie? Aren't you glad <laughs> this Adam is sharing no, that with what, you? What I'm saying is, is if both people, the easiest relationships to make work are when both people are happy, both people are busy, both people are fulfilled, and then you come together as happy, mm-hmm. busy, fulfilled, successful people. In- individuals. The worst relate, and also it works when both people are sitting home hammering welfare checks and doing crank. That works, too, watching uh, Night Rider and eating Cheetos. I've had those relationships. Yeah. But when one relation, when one person is off... Uh, probably uh, has. I'm, I'm in one now. When, 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 when one person is off you know, tackling the world and the other is sitting home talking about being a, an environmental artist and talking out on the phone in, in, in the hall and sniffing glue, it's not going to work. And that what was going on with Pebble. So Drew, you, you're. I, I would like. I know. I, I'm, I'm. Yeah, I know. I'm, you get sucked in with this whole doctor thing, and you love every chance you get to talk <laughs> about how courageous and important, and all how time consuming it is. You don't like going home, Drew. That's why you're out on the road no, all the time. You're wrong. No, you're I'm wrong. so right. You are a big a hole. I've been to your home, Drew. Please. Is your wife listening? Yeah. Okay. She, I love going home. She knows and I, and I, I love her. <laughs> It makes you look more guilty when you try to backtrack <laughs> that way and cover your tracks. Tony, 29. Hey, guys. Yeah, What's happening? Uh, I, I came down with this uh, see problem. They're called genital warts. Mm. And, uh, well, just, uh, what are the techniques for... Uh, I have seen been, been to a doctor once. She said that we need to uh, let them... Fester, not she didn't use those words. Yeah, and then uh, uh, then she'll give you the the leeches, right? <laughs> yeah, basically. Now she said a couple of months. See see what see what uh, what happens with them. This is a new thing. It's the last like say two months or so. What? Uh, that so, that I that uh, I found out. New thing for you. That I realized. Yeah. You know, well, Plan F. Huh? Uh, plan. R for ridiculous. Oh, I was going uh, for not, what? It's, not, it's, it's just ridiculous. No, I think it's ridiculous. Um, Tony, uh, genital warts are caused by a virus, yes. uh, typically the human papilloma virus, and yes. some subsets of this virus are significant in that they can increase the risk of cervical cancer in women. Yes. Uh, and you are probably now forever contagious with that virus, whether you see the warts or not. Okay. Uh, the reason for controlling the warts is that they do tend to proliferate. Mm-hmm. And the more warts you have, the more virus that tends to be produced. Why they would ask you to wait two months uh, leads me to believe that you're probably in an HMO, and they just <laughs> put you off for a couple months because usually you want to treat them earlier than later because they proliferate. Well, what about the whole fester factor? Yeah, there is no yeah. fester factor. What about Uncle Fester? There's multiple ways. <laughs> there's multiple ways to treat them. There's there's podophilin and there's there's uh, even interferon and laser. Yes. And any time a doctor goes to fester root, I don't well, care what the hell they're talking about. Fester. She said she wanted to uh, let see if they they if they continued to grow. Or That's a bunch of baloney. You go back and get them taken off, get and and off. wear a condom from now on because you. Oh, I, yeah, well, well, obviously not always. No, not always. And that's how you but contract them. They, uh, they well, now you, you now you have the responsibility to protect other people from these things. Okay. Oh, I, I, All right, uh, we're knighting you, uh, Tony. What? Whatever your job is, quit it. You will now be the protector of the human papilloma virus. <laughs> and understand also, Tony, that these are extraordinarily common. This is exceedingly common in urban centers particularly. Yes. And people freak out about it. And it's just, it's basically, to have them is saying you're under 30 and you're sexually active. That's right. about what it says. And you don't wear a condom 100% of the time. Always makes me think you have them when you do that, Drew. <laughs> That's just me. Debbie, would that make you think he has them? 
No. When Thank he you. talks about how, how, how popular it is. But he, he's a doctor. All right. Thank you. Diane, 20, you're on Love Live. Debbie better all the time. Hey, how's it going? Good. Um, my problem is, hmm, how do I put this into words? I'm 20 years old. And I, I've been in several relationships with lots of different people. And no matter when I have sex with them, I can never feel anything. Uh, and I've had... Hold on a what second. What do you mean you can't feel anything? I just don't feel anything. I can never have an orgasm, no matter what. No matter what, if there's someone else there doing it to me, I cannot have an orgasm. No, uh, but you don't feel anything emotionally either? Sometimes, yeah. Uh-oh. Depending on the uh, wait, the money's coming back in the wallet now, Diane. Oh, don't even you don't even bother. No and gambling I, here. No. You sure? Well, See, if you want to go for it. Uh, and let me ask you something in code. Don't give away too much, uh, Diane. But you know how the show works, right? Mm-hmm. Should we be gambling on you? Sure, go for it. All right, it. get a dollar out, uh, Debbie. Okay. Do you have a dollar? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, have we heard enough from Diane? Uh, Drew went right. Uh, by the way, uh, Diane, uh, I don't want to make you feel bad, but uh, Drew, Drew said a new uh, go for the rock uh, for the uh, wallet elapsed time. He was actually reaching for his wallet the, on the third syllable you spoke. It doesn't surprise me. All right, Diane, then sit tight and think about your past, okay? Mm-hmm. All right. All right, Debbie, let me explain how the gambling works here on Love Line. Okay. Uh, Diane here, she's 20. Uh, most of our callers um, who are having difficulty, at least uh, difficulty of this nature, mm-hmm. in their 20s or late teens, had some difficulty earlier on. Some trauma growing some up. Some trauma. Mm-hmm. Perhaps it was as bad as molestation. Uh, perhaps it was as little as uh, maybe a divorce. Maybe uh, whatever it is. Or uh, you can gamble that uh, they had a perfect uh, storybook uh, type childhood. Mm-hmm. But we gamble on the past. And we predict the future. And Drew uh, has cleaned house uh, for about the last ten times we've gambled. Although I think I won a pot in here the other night or two. And when we have bands in here, it's great because we really get a pot going. Okay. All right. Would you like me to go first? Mm-hmm. All right. And uh, again, we're talking about the past. Okay. All right. Uh, Drew, you want to go second or let our guest? Okay. Ahead. All right. I'm going with uh, molested by dad. I'm going for the big. I'm going for the big one. The big M. All right. Oh, uh, can I go for general molestation, or I have to go with dad? Uh, you, a- actual actual intercourse? Uh, no, know. no, no. I just mean a general. Could have been an uncle. Yeah, but it has to be, it has to be bona fide molestation. I mean, not not just. But uh, we don't okay. have enough information. Uh, yes, we do. We're uh, going with go, the, go with your feelings. About go with your feelings. Oh, okay. What do you go with? Um, jeez, I don't know. I I think maybe she uh maybe she's not the right lover. No. Got to so talk about the past. Something something oh, it's from her the upbringing. Past. Some, yes. Something about her Rape. family of origin. Rape. Rape. That's good. How old? Okay. That is good actually. 13? Yeah. All right, but pick a we'll give you we'll give you a few few months here, a few months there. 13 to yeah. 17. Yeah, give her, oh, 13 to 17, older rape. Yeah. Interesting. True? Um Unavail- Dad's gone all the time. Yeah. Mom is just an untalented parent, like like either over-involved or way under-involved. All right, way and, too and, broad. Wait a minute. And and there was some inappropriate touching by like a neighbor or oh. some, uh, some other. Okay, you know. Drew, Drew layers him. <laughs> really might, have been, might even be the same age kind Answers. of thing. Somebody her own age, like uh, seven or eight. Okay. Diane? 
Guess what, guys? Who do you love, you baby? You all get to keep your money. <sighs> oh. Damn. No. I was molested by my father. I was molested by a neighbor boy who was eight years older than me, and I was carjacked, kidnapped, raped, and beaten oh, by a crackhead oh. when I was 17. Are you serious? Yeah. All this. Oh. <laughs> Diane, well, why, why does it surprise you that you'd be having trouble functioning now? It doesn't, though. See, hmm. I was going to bring this up earlier, but you guys decided to gamble. You, um, need, you need the right man. You need the right lover, anyway. Yeah. Yes. I've, that, I've I mean, that, that, that is her, as for survival, she needs yeah. a guy who's compassionate, but... But uh, you need a lot more than that, Diane. I'm See, sorry, I know so. that I should go see someone or something, yes. but I can't mm-hmm. afford to. Oh, no, There's no, no, groups. No. They're, they're yeah. free. You have to. You absolutely yeah. have to. It'll they're... help you. Mm. Oh, uh, let me let me ask you this, Diane. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so what happened? Did, uh, did your dad molest you first? Um, I believe so. And then you were set up as a, as victim, a victim for yeah. your neighbor who then sort of carried on. I think they happened at the same time, around the same time. How old were actually. you? Um, four or five. Oh. Okay, and, and, uh, and what happened to your dad? Where is he? Oh, he is Burning living 100 miles away from me. <laughs> yes. Did you, did you ever bring any charges? Does anyone know about this? Um, um, hmm. Well, when I was 13, my father yelled and screamed at me for something. He never really yelled or screamed at me. And I didn't know how to take it, and I just threw it back in his face. I said, why did you do this to me when I was little? And then he told me I was crazy, and I was sick, and I was making things up in my head and sent me to go live with my mom. And then I just told my mom that I lied about the whole thing. Mm. Right. Okay. But you definitely didn't. No, I didn't. All right. Here's the situation, Diane. (laughs) Uh, You've been through uh, three lifetimes worth of trauma. Yeah, I know you, that. You understand that. And, and, and you, you understand know. that it's going to manifest itself in any relationship you have, no yeah, matter I what. That too. Okay, and, and so you, it, it, intellectually, it, it, hold on, Drew, I'm, I'm, I'm on a roll here. Uh, <laughs> I know I have no uh, formal training, but I have a gut feeling here. And by the way, I get the three bucks because mine came in first. Diane, <laughs> uh, you, you're, you're going to carry this out and act this out f- until you get it taken care of. It is a biological fact. It is carved in stone. And you sound pretty good for but, someone who's but, been through the, what you've been through. Wait a minute. There, there is the point, though. And, and this is where she's paying the price, is that what you hear in Diane is, is a persona that's about a million miles away from her true feelings. And all this happiness and giddiness and positive outlook is, is helping you survive, Diane. I'm sure it functions nicely for you. But the, the, your inability to have feelings during intimate relations mm-hmm. are just a, a sample of how much you're disconnected from your feelings in all aspects of life. Mm-hmm. It's just more obvious to you there. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. And that's the only way you can survive right now with these incredible traumas you carry around with you. But slowly, somebody needs to sort of let the pressure off that stuff, let it out little bit by bit, so you can begin to have feelings again that are genuine. And it'd be tough, but How? it's only it's only there. And 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 Debbie said the right thing is that you've got to have the right relationship too to help you sort of sort some of these things out. Right. But I I would think Debbie. judging. I'm sorry, Debbie. No, I was just going to say there's lots of women that have been through that, and you know, there's lots of women's groups and stuff that you can go to for free, you know, and it'll really help you. I, mm, I would love to. I just should. don't have the time. I work. you got to make the time. <laughs> if you want to be healthy, you got to make the time. It's like yeah, saying, I I, I'm diabetic, I don't have time for <laughs> insulin. 
it, is it, that right, Drew? It, it, yeah. It's denial, you know, and it's of course because you don't want to let go of this this way of defending that you've developed that's working okay for you. But it only goes so far. I mean, just keep. Maybe it's not the right time for you. I mean, make sure you are ready. Well, but e- recognize it's because you have all this baggage that's that's deeply buried. And what went down with all that luggage and all that material is your your whole emotional world got buried with that. Right. And you have this sort of this pseudo thing on top now that you're, right. that you're interacting in the world with. All right. And, and also, uh, I agree it's going to take the right guy, but I don't know if any guy is up to this at this stage. It's a heavy load. It is. And, and you may be a few years of some therapy and some groups and some counseling and some talking away from getting into a good, healthy relationship. But... You got to get started, Diane. And Diane, good luck. I mean, it, it's, you know, I, it, it's hard to feel the kind of compassion that that kind of thing usually generates because she she is so far away from those feelings. You know, it, it's kind of it's kind of I'm I'm happy for her that she's able to function and have some satisfaction in life, but it's it's not genuine yet. Well, right. surround yourself with people that love you, Diane. There you go. You right, and accept support. that. There right, you go. and I I think I would get the three dollars though. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah. would. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't go in for these backdoor shenanigans. Blinds galore, baby. Cool your home, man. You want to talk about it. I know it's getting hot. It's hot where we are. It's hot where you are, I'm sure. It's hot right here. It's hot right here. Oh. Yeah, turn the air down a little. Anyway, it, the the sun just blasting through. I mean, think about how hot your car gets. Think how much cooler your car would be if you parked it out in the sun if it had blinds all the way around. Well, that's the same thing with your house. And then also everything gets bleached out. The fabric gets bleached out. The You get bleached out. The carpet gets bleached out. Blindsgalore.com. Quality, custom-built blinds and shades made just for you. We use them here. Use them there. It's the kind of thing you get once and you use it for the next 25 years. So let's get going. Free samples, free shipping, free design advice, and uh, real easy. And you save money over the big box stores. Blinds Galore. They really do have Blinds Galore. Go to BlindsGalore.com. Let them know I sent you. Let them know that uh, they are proud sponsors and that you heard it here. BlindsGalore.com. All right. Hey, I'm Jake. And I'm Amir. And we're from that appropriately named web series, Jake and Amir. We're also the voices of If I Were You, the only advice podcast on the internet, hosted by us. That's right. Every week we offer our personal insight to real problems submitted to us by real people, and sometimes even our comedy friends join, like Ben Schwartz, Thomas Middleditch, and Allison Williams. The important thing is, the advice is often pretty bad. But hopefully always funny. So, go to podcastone.com and hit that download button to hear our terrible but hopefully funny advice. Thanks, guys. Phone number for Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. <laughs> no. Fax number. Uh, you know what I said to you, Debbie, was uh, do you think you're wearing those? Because you had them, you're wearing them up like mouse ears. It's, like, it's uh, my new headband. We have uh, Annette Funicello joining us tonight. That's your sinus infection, dude. Still there. You seem much better. Well, it's been over a week, I, I should say. a week. We started treating you on Saturday. 
No, you started. I told you to bring your junk in like uh, Thursday night. I got sick right, last Tuesday night. night. Right, five days, about right. No, no, a week, you moron. Uh, today's it's, Tuesday. Yeah, five days. Started Thursday night. No, I told you to bring the crap in Thursday night. I tried to beat it through my uh, holistic method oh, no, of but that, uh, masturbating, I mean, we started drinking, treating. and uh, smoking, smoking too much, and that didn't work. In this booth? What? Yes, he masturbates here. Right. <laughs> Once in a while. That's what the slicker in the corner's for. Go ahead and okay. don that. All right, it's like being at the barber, but different. Uh, Debbie Mazars here. Uh, Debbie, you know from uh, Goodfellas and Little Man Tate and Bullets Over Broadway and a bunch of other real good movies. She's pretty, uh, well, I don't want to say lucky. That sounds condescending. But you've done a lot of good movies. Thanks. Well, I try to pick and choose, you know, my good ones. Yeah, but see, a lot of people don't have that luxury, at least early on in the career, and they end up doing, you know, uh, the Flintstones or something. And then... uh, you didn't do the Flintstones, did you? No, I no, didn't. Sorry. And, uh, you know, you, you do a bunch of crappy movies before you get a chance to pick pick and choose. But you were smart. You got on the Thank good you. ones early. All right. Temporarily Yours is the name of the uh, sitcom she's on. That's not insulting calling it a sitcom, is it? No, it is a sitcom. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, 830 Wednesdays on uh, CBS. CBC, I wrote. Uh, <laughs> CBS. CBS, uh, After the Nanny. And, uh, like, I know you're tired of talking about this, but it's was well, kind of news to me that uh, you were Madonna's makeup artist. Her amongst many people. I did a lot of fabulous people. Really? Like Diana who? Ross, Run DMC, Raquel Welch. Really? Yeah. For uh, for how long? All different things. I had that career for about seven or eight years. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I did the opera. I did theater. And when people say you were Madonna's uh, makeup artist... Were you just as much uh, Run DMC's makeup artist? Yeah. Well, actually, I, I, she was a friend, so I traveled with her a bit more. Um, but, uh, you know, people love that for press. I, you know, right. I, I, it's a decade ago. so. But you do get to sort of realize uh, who the a-holes are when you do their makeup. Yeah, sure. Who are the a-holes? Oh, I don't diss people. Oh, come on. Nah. Oh, you tell me during the commercial, they'll do it. All right. Because uh, this is the deal. This is the celebrity when you're somebody they don't have to be nice to. Mm. And they're just sitting there and they're usually tense or whatever because it's, you know, 10 minutes till whenever they're doing whatever it is they're doing. And, and it's their face. And it's their face you're screwing with. Any any weird requests? How's Madonna? Oh, Madonna was easy. Oh, I really? mean, you could, yeah, I mean, it doesn't take much to make her look good. Right. But, uh, you know, she's very focused and tense, you know, before performances like anybody else. We had a lot of fun, though. We traveled the world. And you know, were you doing her concert tours? I did one of them. But yeah. Before or after Truth or Dare? Uh, before. Oh, okay. Because I just rented Truth or Dare the other night. Yeah. Good movie. Steven. I'm not even a big Madonna fan, but it was a really good movie. I like a documentary. Steven, 20, you're on Loveline. Um, yeah. Um, I've been seeing this girl for about two years now. And I just moved out from Atlanta, Georgia to North Hollywood. And um, I'm trying the best I can to get this relationship all I can. And I really want this to work. Uh, I feel like she's the girl I want to spend the rest of my life with. Why did you move out here? um, I moved out here for career opportunities. Um, Like what? um, Well, my sister lives out here, and she's getting me a job on a TV show. Uh, And and what what does your your almost fiancé do? And she's still in school. School. Uh, what show is it? I'll tell you if it's a career opportunity <laughs> or not. This show really sucks. I don't really want to. What is it? Come on. Um. Well, I hate to say it, but come on. Uh, all right, it's Big Bad Beetleborgs. 
Big Bad Beetleboard? Yeah, it's a Fox Kids show. All what, right. what are you going to do? Um, I'm going to be a PA. All right. That's uh, cool. Don't impact those bags yet, Steven. <laughs> yeah, but... um. Hey, by the way, don't, don't uh, diss the, the uh, kids' television. Oh, yeah. I survive on that stuff. Really? Oh, yeah. And what do your kids watch? Nickelodeon. Okay. Tons that, of it. That was a little joke there, Drew. Uh, Steven. Yeah. What, where in North Hollywood do you live in? Um, like right close to Burbank. Like right on the edge of Burbank. Oh, that's really the garden spot of the of, of California. <laughs> yeah. The Burbank, North Hollywood border. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. I love it. <laughs> I've always wanted to live out here. All right. <laughs> You'll get over that real soon. <laughs> a couple of stray bullets go through the window there, and uh, you're cleaning up some uh, some bums vomit tomorrow morning. Steven, does your girlfriend know how you feel? Oh, yeah. I mean. And how does she feel? Oh, uh, she. I guess she feels the same way. At least she tells me. Do you live together? Uh, no, uh, she That's lives good. back in Atlanta. She lives in Atlanta. Oh. Uh-huh. So you're fr- are you afraid that this relationship is going to fall apart? Yes, I'm extremely afraid, and I don't know what I can do to keep. Is that is this your first love? Uh, well, this is the first girl I've ever fallen in love with. Yes. Yeah, Steve. Uh, ever had sex with anyone else? Uh, yes. Really? Yes. Well, no, Not but while seeing her, though. Wh- where are you going with that? Yeah, I'm just trying to think if he's hooked in. How hooked he is? He's he's hooked, but the deal is he's 20. But the man's got dreams. Yeah, you understand? He's got to be a PA on Big Bad Beetle Mom. <laughs> I think, I, I, I just think first loves are meant to be uh, sort of processed through. Mm. You know what I mean? I, Chalked the, up to experience. Yeah. What do you think, Debbie? I think that uh, I want to hear more, and then I'll tell you what I think. Oh, for Christ's sake. Uh, well, uh, Debbie, you've had a few relationships. I've had a first love. And uh, what? Well, are you, you glad, to, glad that you didn't, you didn't marry, marry that person? That right. person yes, or? I'm glad. Right. I think everybody. It, was, it lasted eight years. Oh, really? Yeah. How, how but I'll tell, I'll tell you one thing, though. Uh, the bi-coastal or long-distance relationships are so hard. Yeah. Especially at 20. Yeah. And I mean, if you don't you, have the money to see each other every two weeks, forget about it. It basically stunts your growth. Really, I mean, you just you're you're now putting your development on hold while you try to cling to this relationship, which not you know not necessarily the best thing for you. Now, I know Steve's not going to listen to a thing we say, unfortunately. It's uh, just the nature l- all right, of listen, how things, hold on, Steve. I want to drop an analogy. Uh-huh. I look at a first relationship almost like a first job, <laughs> and I mean. I've had like 30 jobs, and they've all been stepping stones to the next job, and I've used a little experience that I gained on that job. The people that uh, go to work at the deli on the corner at age 17, and when you come back into the old neighborhood, and they're 37, and they're still working at that same deli, are losers. Most of the time, people that get involved with someone when they're 16 and stay with them until they're 35 are losers. But, Stephen... Yeah. It doesn't mean you can't uh, whoop the odds here. Why don't you let us talk to her? Uh, if you want to. <laughs> all right. Is she up now? Um, I don't know. It's, I think she would be. It's pretty late in Atlanta. So. That's all right. It's never too late for love. Well, that's true. <laughs> all right, Stephen. Uh-huh. Uh, and let me tell you, if, if things fall through on this uh, big bad beetle mama, I'll make you my houseboy. That's cool. <laughs> I'll keep you in town. I don't care what it takes. What are they paying you? I'll double it. Um, tell you the truth, I don't know. They haven't talked to me yet about salary. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. I'm supposed to go in for an interview sometime next week. All right. well, well, good luck. You'll Thank be you. able to. Don't worry. I, I know the wiggle, Stephen. You go there. They don't pay anything, but you smuggle home a whole bunch of granola bars, <laughs> yeah. and you live off of those. All right. I'm going to put you on hold. Okay. Now, don't go anywhere. I won't. We're going to call up your girlfriend, and we'll work this whole thing out. All I, right. I guarantee a happy ending. Okay, cool. Uh, well, not no, really, no. Yeah. He's, be happy. He's, he's doomed. Um... Joe, 23. Uh, yes, I have a question for you guys. Yeah? It's going to be, um, why 
I've been going out for my fiance about two and a half years now, and we just recently got engaged about almost about a month ago. And uh, we both work at the Rose Rose Place at a grocery store, and uh, we were wondering. They, what happened? You shop at the same grocery store? Oh, no, we both work at the same grocery oh. store. Oh, okay. So we just got. Hey, Joe. What? They don't make you wear those uh, demeaning badges that says uh, bagging since 1974. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. There's no. no more demoralizing thing you can do in an employee. Hey, great, you've been here for 14 years. How's that acting career going? <laughs> so about 90% of the population coming through, and they find out you're married, they always, uh, they always downplay it. They always say, oh, you shouldn't get married, you shouldn't do this. Why is that? Why does everybody not want you to get married? Because most marriages in California don't survive. And uh, there, there ought to be an age limit and then a test given. Like at 30, you're eligible to take a test to see if you're ready to get married. That, that's, that's, I mean, that's, I'm being facetious, but the fact is that a lot of marital problems arise out of the fact that people get married too young, too immature. Listen, if I, I would have been ma- uh, divorced five times by now had I gotten married at 19 and then again uh, and at 22 way, and then I, at 24. I, I, likewise. Debbie, you, oh, yeah, you're yeah, 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 Likewise. I mean, I mean Debbie, how old are you? Do you mind me asking? 32. 32? Serious? Yeah. Okay. Think where your head was at. (laughs) Think where your head was at. You can interpret that. Think where your head was at at like 21. Yeah. Could you imagine? Oh, yeah. I'm a romantic. I could have been married a million times, but thank God, knock on wood, I didn't. All right. uh, See, we're uh, we're both, she's she's 20 and I'm 23. Mm -hmm. Right. And, uh, And I got another thing. You always have all these poor callers that come in and say that, uh, oh, they're, fiancés or wives or girlfriends can't reach orgasm? Well, my girlfriend, she reaches orgasm about 90% of the time we have sexual intercourse. Mm-hmm. And was she, what she uh, yell like uh, paper plastic when she's coming? Or? Sometimes. All right. A little bagging humor there, Drew. <laughs> and, and look, All right, uh, Joe, but Joe, Joe, don't don't uh, feel too good about this because this usually is not about you. It's about a woman's capacity for this sort of thing. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, believe me, uh, a pool cue and the right music, she'd uh, pull off the same feat. All right, listen, Joe, did you say you're married, Dara? No, we're, we're engaged. All right, all right, give it a little more time. Wait till they make you uh, assistant manager. Wait, so, well, I'm, I'm a planer. I'm leaving for the Air Force. Oh, you are? Reserve. Oh. Then I'm coming back. And then uh, we're going to get married. Uh-huh. And then hopefully I should land my fire career. Ha-ha. How long are you a white guy? Yes, I ah, am. forget it. You ain't getting on the, you ain't getting on the crew. Though. All right, listen. Yeah. Uh, wh- how long are you going to be away for uh, the reserve? Five months. Five months? Uh-huh. All right. Yeah, okay. she can do that. She can do that. Although, you know, with her orgasmic skills, I don't know. Five months <laughs> is a lifetime. You know what I mean? For At some, that age. Yeah, for some women, five months is like an orgasm and a half. For her, maybe hundreds. You see what she's missing out on, Debbie? Debbie, no, she doesn't. Debbie's okay. looking like you are a crazy. I will explain the uh, nuances of the orgasm to Debbie uh, during the break. I began to float up and away from my body. Uh, lady, you better get back float. here. If you're not here when Love Line float. returns, they're going to be pissed. Float. Now, if you're taking all your business calls yourself, it is tough to look professional. It's tough to get anything done then. eVoice can help you by managing all your calls. It provides you with a better way to connect with your clients. A toll-free number, professional voice greeting, a dial-by-name directory. eVoice transforms any phone into a business phone. When customers call, they're automatically sent to wherever you are. You could be at home, in the office, sitting poolside even, but you'll always sound like a Fortune 500 company. 
and you get this all for under $13 a month. Right now, for a limited time, try eVoice for free for 60 days. I don't know how we're able to do that, but there you go, for free. 60 days just for my listeners. Go to eVoice.com, enter promo code ACE, A-C-E. Do not put this off. Get to the computer. Set up your eVoice 60-day extended free trial now. eVoice.com, promo code ACE. That is eVoice.com, promo code ACE. Do, do, do. Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. Debbie Mazar is our guest. Uh, she has herself a uh, sitcom. It's called Temporarily Yours, 830 Wednesdays, CBS. After the nanny, let me just read a little uh, cro- a quote here from uh, Howard Rosenberg, the uh, steamed... Uh, Mm, I was just a nice review. Writer for the LA Times. Uh, here's what he claimed. There are three reasons temporarily yours, deserves to succeed. Debbie Mazar, Debbie Mazar, and uh, Bob Saget. So I guess, no, uh, the last one was Debbie Mazar. Wasn't that nice? Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, he usually gives scathing reviews. Yeah, he's a tough nut. I called him and thanked him. Yeah, you didn't do any more than that? I I left it on the machine, actually. All right, just want to make sure. I don't know how things work. I want to know what protocol was in Mm. case I ever get a good review. Um... (laughs) You don't have to worry about that. No, all right, don't, all right. Just relax. Steven's 20. Uh, we talked to Steve. Uh, he's living in a, on the beautiful uh, cusp of uh, Burbank there in, uh, in fabulous North Hollywood. My old stomping ground. Not far from the bank in North Hollywood that was just shot up. Uh, no, he's uh, he's further east. Uh, uh, he's uh, near Burbank there, Drew. And, uh, but still, with the uh, range of those uh, high-powered rifles, I'm sure he could have gotten some something from that. Anyway. Stephen uh, moved out here. He took up a PA job, and he has his girlfriend, uh, Christina, who's uh, out in, was it, Atlanta, Atlanta Georgia? Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, Drew, punch him up, because I'll screw this up. Oh, very crafty. Steve? Yeah? Christina? Uh-huh. All right, Christina, how old are you? I'm 16. Oh, yeah. Steve, We didn't, we didn't uh, get that part of the story. Forgot, <laughs> forgot that part. And uh, what what are you in? Uh, what are you, a junior Sophomore? Freshman? Uh, sophomore. Sophomore in high school? Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. And uh, you planning on finishing school? Yes. And where'd you meet, Steve? Um, one of our good friends hooked us up. Uh-huh. While you were in high school, too? Uh, no. I just gra- I graduated in 95. Uh-huh. And how long have you guys been together? Uh, we've been, well, the 15th of this month will be four months. Christina, oh. how is it You know going? he's in love when he, the 15th of this month will be three and a half weeks. <laughs> Christina, how is it for you being apart from him like that? It's really hard. Is it? Mm-hmm. Are you still seeing guys out there in your high school and things and dating um, normally? I'm, I'm not, you know, tempted by any of the guys because, you know, I, I'm always thinking about him. It, it would well, be. Let me ask you a question. Is a guy over there now, Christina? No. Better it, not be. It, it, it would be normal, by the way, for a sophomore in high school to be to have difficulty maintaining commitment to somebody who's two thousand miles away. That is tenth grade, everyone. Yeah, yeah. That, that's uh, just having a driver's license. Yes, you have a driver's license, Christina. I have a learner's permit. Okay, okay. that makes it even funnier. Do you have yeah. a retainer? No. Oh, okay, because <laughs> that would have been it. <laughs> okay, so uh, Steve, uh, you met. Well, you weren't fifteen when you met, were you, uh, Christina? Uh, yeah, yeah you were. Okay. Steve, uh, were you 19 or 20? Uh, 19. You sure? Yes. When's your birthday? 
Uh, do what? When's your birthday? April. All right, you're lucky I don't know anything about math. All right, how many months in the 13? Okay, Steve. How yeah. can he be only four months old? Could... Wait, you've been going out for four months. Mm-hmm. You, uh, you, you're going to be 21. No, I'm about to be 20. Oh, oh okay. Uh, very crafty, Steve. All right, so what is your question? You want to know if love will survive? Well, I just wanted, you know, some advice to, because, I mean, I really love her so much, and I think the world of her, and I've never known anybody that treats me like this, and I really want this to last. I mean, she's the girl I want to marry. Christina, do you feel the same way? Yeah. Hmm. How can you, how can you be... Uh, by, by the way, Stephen, I, I, this is for Steve, and the, this is to support Christina, but realistically, Steve, it is very difficult for a sophomore in high school to know what their future holds for them or what an eternal relationship should feel like or look like or be like. I mean, it's an awful tall order to ask of a, of a 16-year-old to, to sort of take that on. Um, so, you know, be, be understanding of that. I mean, I, I, I... Steve, when are you going back to uh, Georgia? Uh, tell the truth, I don't know. All right. And uh, Christina, your folks wouldn't let you come out to California and hang with Steve, would they? No, not by myself. No. Okay. Mm. It's doomed. I'm sorry to say it, but uh, this will never work out. Do you have any plans to go back to Georgia, Steve? Well, I... He doesn't know. See, the off-season starts in December, and so that would be the only time off I would have to go back there. All right, Mm. but the show will be canceled next week, so... All right. Uh, what is it? It's not an animated show, is it? No. Uh, what is it, a guy in a big beetle outfit? No, it's a spinoff from the Power Rangers. Oh, okay. Right, a lot of uh, nunchucks and uh, guys throwing uh, crescent kicks and whatnot? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. All right, Lots that's, of craft service. Okay, this, is, uh, this is what uh, uh, children's television has turned into, by the way. Uh, guys with martial arts skills uh, tackling uh, guys in squid outfits and <laughs> yeah. kicking the crap out of them. Uh, these, are, these are life skills, by the way, that the young... Uh, God bless uh, the people producing the TV show, because these are skills that young people need to know. But see, Steve doesn't have the job yet. Well, he's uh, he's he's going on an interview, so he could end up very back. hopeful. He could so end you up might back. go back to Georgia. What if you don't get this job? Well, if I don't get this job, I don't know what I'm going to do. Mm. All right, who are you shacked up with now, Steve? I've got my own place. Oh yeah, I just got my own apartment. Where'd you mm. get the money? Uh, my mom gave me the money after she sold the house. Oh, that's cool. She didn't like she you. She gave it to me before, but she just sold the house. She didn't want you around. No, uh, she just wanted me to pursue my dream, and my dream is to be an actor. So. I, oh, okay. I, I would, I, mean, I would just say you guys need to figure out a way to sort of contain and cherish whatever there is in your relationship that you guys value, but kind of accept the fact that you both need to go on with your life a little bit for now. For now, yeah. and and hopefully make plans to re, uh, you know, reconnect in some other world when they are together, some other part of their life. But it, it's very stunting to their growth to just cling from now on it just it's not and it's not realistic and, and by the way just in Christina's voice didn't you pick up on something she was very uh, curt uh, with her aunt it's like <laughs> it, it, I'll give you I'll give you an example uh, so Steve's like uh, Drew's like do you love her do you worship her do you want to marry her would you like to continue uh, spending the rest of your life there oh yes yes uh, Christina yeah me too. Yeah, yep. me too. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I. Well, when but, you but, asked but, her about other men, she didn't say no straight that's right. off. But, so what, but what can you... There was a long beat there, wasn't yeah. there? Yeah, but what can you expect of a sophomore in high school? That, hey, that's 16 can fall in love, yeah. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah and out of love. This is, this is the unrealistic part of you talking, though. You, you've just yeah, but finished, you know what? Women are different. Yeah, but you've just finished telling us, thank God you didn't get married when you were 20. Well, that's me. 
Mm, that's most people. All right. Well, don't. How can you argue both sides of you? Well. All right. You're an actress. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he's saying. All right. Uh, the point is, is if Steve's acting career takes off, he sure as hell ain't going back to uh, Georgia to uh, get that high school flunky. And uh, she's uh, already dating. Yeah. All right. So, Steve, forget it. Focus on the uh, the uh, the uh, Ninja Beetles. Okay. <laughs> and, that, and, get and, some acting and, uh, Talk to these folks. All right. There, please. All right. Uh, JP, 18, you're on Loveline. Hey, what's up? Hey. Um, well, since I was about 13, I'd assume. Um, JP, I wait, 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 wait. Do you think you get JP to laugh for us? JP. Yeah. Give us a little chuckle, would you? <laughs> mm. <laughs> the Almost. pot smokers laugh? Uh, not quite. Yeah, uh, well, yeah. You, yeah. S- you smoke a little weed, do you, JP? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Took me about three syllables to get that on this guy. Go ahead, JP. Well, since I was 13, um, since I kind of discovered drugs, I've been having less and less sexual thoughts. Um, I do have a sneaking suspicion it's because of drugs. What I don't kind know. of drugs? Pot's uh, one. Well, I don't know. Coke, speed, pot. Yeah, pot and speed. Uh-huh. Pot and speed is, really a, is a, a heroin or anything. I tried pot, it. Pot and speed is a real common combination right now. How, how much speed are you doing? Uh, probably as much as I can get up to probably a half a day. I mean, I'm not too bad at it. It's mostly the speed that's repressing your sexuality. Speed is, is the opposite of a sexual stimulus. You get a hard on, right, with speed? Very often you can. I I don't even think about it. That's Well, but you're thinking about your drugs all the time. No, wait a minute. And it actually suppresses libido. So you're not going to have sex. And eventually, (laughs) JP, what you're going to, what starts happening what, what the typical story is, and you tell me if this is not your story. You, you get exposed to marijuana when you're about thirteen, fourteen, third or fourth time you use. Oh, it. please! A lot younger than that. Yeah. But you're gonna lose your teeth from the speed. That's the worst thing. Then no well, one's gonna want to have sex well, with you. Well, you, you, but he doesn't care anymore, doesn't he? He's already lost his sexual drive. Let me I've tried rehab. I've gone through rehab. I've gone. Uh, let me talk to JP. JP. But by the way, rehab is not a place you go and get fixed. It's really a place you learn some of the tools you can utilize to begin the process of recovery. All right, you done? No, not even close, but go ahead. You can talk. Thank you. That's great of you. JP, yeah. uh, you're doing a half gram a day? About that. I don't know. Closer to a gram, probably. That is I mean, a, a lot. That's a lot of speed. Because uh, let me explain speed. Uh, speed is not coke. I mean, you can do half a gram uh, Coke uh, a day and still, uh, you know, uh, win the Super Bowl. Hell, half the half the Cowboys do it. But you, half a gram of speed is different. I mean, you can do five lines of Coke, you'll live. Well, let me describe. You this. do a little line of speed, you are going. Well, let me all night. Yeah, let me. It doesn't even do that much. Well, you you probably have AD. Yeah. Well, uh, let me and describe the huh? natural history of this whole procedure process. You get exposed to pot couple of times into it, you have a real intense high from it, and you just preoccupy about that drug from that day forth. That the, that drug's effect sort of wears off over a few years, and you're exposed to other stuff, and you find speed, which picks your pie back up again, and then speed becomes the drug of the day. But even even when I try and stay away from it, you know, when I go you off... Can't, of you can't. You can't. You'll go back. It, you go... You, crystal light diet with you, Coke or whatever. You always go back, JP. Always. It is an addiction. Addiction is about not being able to stop when you want to stop. And not only not being able to stop, but actually having progression in spite of multiple progressive consequences. Oh, it's disgusting how much I've started doing. I started doing... JP, hold on. What's going to happen now is you're going to begin thinking that your friends and coworkers and family are sort of thinking about you. coworkers? Whatever. People around you are talking about you and thinking about you. They don't care. I'm a telemarketer. I could do whatever. What's going to happen to you, you keep doing speed, is you're going to start getting paranoid. And that paranoia is always directed at people around you. 
close to you, and it becomes extremely destructive to your relationships because you believe they are really All ultimately right, trying on. to plot Drew, to harm wait, you. Shut up. we got to go to break right. here. <laughs> right. But the point is he's going to be yelling become, louder when we're he's going to break. He's yelling over you. He's going to become right. psychotic. All right, we're going to the goddamn right, break, right, and go. we'll come back, and you can do the thing with Steve. All right. All right we're going to get all kinds of letters. Or, I mean, JP, where people yell at me for yelling at Drew. Love Please, that. save that. Why don't you try rapping at this time? Yo, yo, kick some flavor and stuff and love and line. I'll be right back in a minute. I'm sorry, that was really bad. You're just not street like me. Helio Care, it's a little pill that you take that actually works like a sunscreen. It actually helps prevent this, which is a smart way to go because uh, you don't want to get the cancer. You don't have to walk around that big umbrella over your head. And as we just figured <laughs> out, the sunscreen alone ain't working, uh, it ain't working by itself. Daily use as a dietary supplement, you take it. It's like a multivitamin. It's an antioxidant. It uh, helps your skin protect itself year-round. Thousands of dermatologists uh, want the samples of the HelioCare for their patients, and uh, why wouldn't they? It's perfect timing. It's as if I uh, told Allison to do that story, but there was but no no interaction here. Uh, you can buy a two-month supply of HelioCare at uh, Walgreens and uh, Rite Aid, and uh, you just go to the vitamin aisle. Just uh, look for the yellow and black box. Check them out. HelioCare.com. All right, settle in, the two of you. Uh, this is Loveline. We'll be back in 10 seconds. This is Loveline on Radio Station. All right, uh, Kari Wurr will be in tomorrow night. She's uh, in a new movie called um, Garden Snake. And... Coral snake. Coral snake. Garden, no, what is that? No, that, um, anaconda. Bow constrictor. No, she's in a new big uh, snake movie. Tremendous. Uh, this is your problem, uh, by the way, with your career, Debbie. You've What's not that? done uh, reptile movies. You're you're wasting your time with these, uh, you know, uh, good fellas and this nonsense. Uh, I, these... I'm ready for a reptile movie. I'm actually up for one. I can't talk about it. You. <laughs> yeah. You I, are not. I am. I am. Gator four. No, I'll tell you better on the break. What? It's pretty what? exciting. All right, but just tell me the type of animal. Lizard. Oh, lizard. Yeah. All right, but a big like lizard. A, wild a, a, a huge lizard. Oh, that's a crocodile. <laughs> it's an alligator. No, no it's it's a it's a, re, it's oh, a remake oh. of an old film. No, it's not. She's up for uh, Godzilla. Jurassic Park Two. Ah, <laughs> uh, Jurassic Park Two. No, that's already yes. been filmed. That's no, already been filmed. No. no, they could Jurassic spl- Park they, Three. They could splice her in, couldn't they? Okay, uh, it's a it's a gator. Yeah. Yeah. Godzilla. Yeah, this is uh, this is what you need to be doing. Uh, also, uh, Collective Soul will be in here on uh, Thursday. Damn it, I was trying to think of something, I can't remember. Anyway, uh, Debbie's uh, sitcom is called Temporarily Yours, and uh, she plays a temp. She goes yeah. from job to job to job, and each week's a different job. Mm-hmm. It's not that uh, crappy, oh, you're in a bar every week, or you're in a uh, you know a cab station every no, week. Every, every week it's a new, exciting job. You know, which is nice. I don't get stuck in like the office. Right, and you so. never know what you're doing, so the hilarity ensues. Yes, 
Okay. Theoretically. Uh, yeah, you won your time slot. Yes. Who you up? exciting? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Who are you up against? Uh, I think I was up against Coach. Oh, really? Um, I, I really don't know, actually. All right. Check it, into the it, time it, slot thing. Well, it's not that. It's I mean, I, I have no power Debbie's over another one of these against... TV people. You notice that? Yeah, she could care less. <laughs> no, I care, but, you know, it's it's done. It's out there. And, if it, you know, whatever happens. And uh, on after the nanny. Yes. Is this show nanny? What what is this with this nanny? There's a lot of nanny mania going on. Well, she just had her movie. Yeah, but I, I find her to be uh, annoying. You do? Do you find that? Um, not really. I, no. no. All right. You, you do you know her personally? I've met her once. It's different. We you did know promos. People. Yeah, we well, together. If you know people, it's right. different. Then. It's just it's almost exploitive. It's like, hey, Fran's got a nice ass and skinny legs. Let's put her in this tight dress, and then she can jump around chewing gum. Is that is that that is that is a typical episode, isn't it? You know, I don't I don't watch it. Okay. Do they put you in tight stuff? Uh, I wear tight stuff a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. no, tight jeans. They, they know what they're doing. Do you have any objections? I design my own stuff. You do? Yeah. No, I mean I decide what I'm wearing. Oh, you do? Yeah. If you got it, you might as well show it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, you got it. Yeah. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> May I finish with JP, please? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, what was JP's problem? He was on speed, and he wasn't he wasn't <laughs> oh, having right. any sexual thoughts. Right. Well, the deal is, he is going to get what's called amphetamine psychosis, which is that which everyone gets if they do speed long enough. Um, they can be quite intense. People can get very violent. They are terribly disruptive to relationships because the paranoias that people develop are very fixed and always focused on the people close to them. JP, although you've tried, so to speak, tried rehab. You've never really tried recovery. Get with it. Go back. Get well. Do it for yourself. Use the tools that they teach you and get on the beam here and get off this stuff because these are, these, are, these are very dangerous substances. The long-term biological changes on your brain from which you may never recover. I do the speed kills adage. Well, there's a guy named David Smith up in uh, Haight-Ashbury Free Clinic that uh, coined the term speed kills. Why? And, uh, I, I always thought it was because speed killed people, but it, it's not. It wasn't originally coined for that. It's because speed, when people do speed, they kill other people, mm-hmm. and people get violent on speed. Right. It's a it's a common story. And there's nothing more unattractive than to see a speed freak with their jaw going back and forth, yeah. and they're sweating, and they, oh, it's you know, it's there's nothing pretty about it. Right. And uh, so, if the penis doesn't work, it doesn't really matter because you wouldn't use it anyway. Uh, she's the lovely. You want to talk about that movie? Sure. It's uh, Cassavetti's film, and it was directed by his son, Nick Cassavetti, starring Sean Penn and Travolta and Robin Wright. And uh, we are all kind of uh, dysfunctional, uh, alcoholic. Um, it's a dark film. It's dark. It's comedic. It's it's funny. And uh, it's quite a cast. Did yeah. you work with uh, Sean Penn or uh, Travolta? Yeah. yeah. You had? How yeah. about Robin Wright? Yeah, we all had scenes together. And Harry, no, Dean, I mean, and Harry I, Dean Stanton. I was saying before, though. I mean, he, he just met all uh, those people? N- I, no, I know them all pretty well. I, uh, I did a film with Robin called Toys. And Sean, um, I, I've known... Toys him. with uh, Jackie Gleason? No. <laughs> with, uh, what was that one with Jackie Gleason and uh, Richard Pryor? I don't know. I thought that what? was called Toys. What are you talking about? The Toy. <laughs> No, it's called The Toy. Don't give me that, what are you talking about? It was called The Toy. Okay. What's this the one with called... Robin Williams that was about toys? What was that one? Uh, that was directed by Barry Levinson. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, this thing's coming out in the fall? Yeah, I think so. And we should all look for it. Yes. Okay. Drew and I do a great show. Matthew, 22. Hello. Hey. 
Um, yeah, I got a question for Dr. Drew. Yeah. Okay. Um, I've got psoriasis, mm-hmm. and I got it on my genitals, mm-hmm. and I started using this over-the-counter ointment, and ever since I started using it, I'm like not turned on by anything, don't get very many erections, and I'm wondering if this is because of the ointment I'm using. What are you using? Um, it's something new. It's called Cordaid. Yeah, Cordaid oh, is not cortisone. new. Yeah, it's cortisone. That's very minimal cortisone, too. I, is, is, this, is the psoriasis getting uh, painful? No. Because as soon as I started getting it down there, you know, I... Why don't you go putting it on? Go get proper treatment for your psoriasis. I mean, there's lots of different things. Cordate is, is like nothing. That's for like a rash. Yeah, it's very mild. It's like a half a percent or one percent of cortisone cream, and that, that will not do much for for what's called a papular squamous eruption, which is what psoriasis is. Why can't you get over the counter stuff with more cortisone in it? Because it gets right, absorbed no into your it gets absorbed into your system, and, and, you. and it can screw up your skin if you don't use it properly. And let me tell you something. Uh, speaking of being absorbed into your uh, system, the, your testicles—you don't know this, Debbie—but your testicles are like a sea sponge. They will suck. You could uh, rest your testicles in goulash, and you would belch up the taste of goulash. Really? Yes, they're that absorbent. Well, Debbie's gone home having learned something very important tonight. Thank, yeah, and uh, I'm not saying you're going to suck up actual potatoes and veal and whatnot, but you would get the flavor. Uh-huh. Believe me, I've done Good it before. Uh, so, Matthew. It's not the cream, but get the get the psoriasis properly taken care of. Also, homeopathic treatments, because that's a nervous condition. Yeah, it's debatable. He doesn't about like it. homeopathic because no. he doesn't or get a cut. He likes stuff he gets a cut off. I, I wish it were that <laughs> simple, but psoriasis can be very devastating. I mean, yeah. a, 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 a sort of non pharmacologic thing you can do is just go in a tanning booth. That the UV radiation will knock down psoriasis there you quite go. substantially. Oh, right, well, wait a minute. You, don't they have some sort of uh, regulations about hanging your sack out at a tanning booth? No. No. They don't? No. i got to go check these places out. You ever go to a tanning booth, Dad? I have, yeah. Do you hang your nuts out? I don't have any nuts. Just answer the question. <laughs> Do you see how elusive she is? Well, I actually, no, you can go in there naked. Do you go naked? Yeah, I did. Really? Yeah, I had to be tanned for a part. Well, like a nude part? Uh, I was giving a lot of skin. It was I wasn't completely naked. I was in a bathing suit, but I had to be tanned. Uh-huh. And um, I hate tanning beds. They feel really weird. Uh, you know, I like the tan lines as a guy. It's hot, right? It's a it, hot really yeah. it really is. It really is, because it's like... Hey, buddy, that's what you were missing by the pool. <laughs> that's what I look at mm-hmm. a tan line. I, 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 I drew or you. Eh. I'm into the tan lines. And uh, in Goodfellas, they had you in like a like a mesh knit sock yeah, thing. Yeah, an orange fishnet outfit. Right, yeah. yeah. It's very sexy. Did you see my tan line? No, I was looking real hard, oh. though. It was a great. Uh, Drew, you got, Goodfellas is just an excellent movie. Excellent. Yeah, what, I saw, what I saw was, was yeah, it was yeah. It's actually playing now. The, the on, basement on, uh, scene, Drew? Uh, yeah, the basement Yeah, scene. okay. <laughs> There's no basement in the whole movie, but all right. Uh, the attic scene, Drew, did you catch that one? Okay. It's because you were studying, like, the Zabruder films. Or... All right. Uh, uh, no, there was, uh, there was no nudity in the film, just good violence. Uh, Michelle, 18. Hi. Um, I have a problem. Every time me and my boyfriend have sex, it hurts. Hmm. Do you use lubrication? Um, no. What? We use condoms. But you can use lubrication with condoms. Well, they're lubricated already. Yeah, you always want to use non-petroleum-based lubricants. Okay. Astroglide. Yeah. What what kind of pain are you having? Is it with pen at, at the beginning, or is it after you go for it? When, when does it? Where does it hurt, and when does it hurt? Um, at the beginning. So so. Hold on. What's up with you now? Huh? Are you all right? Are you yeah. crying? What's yeah. going on? Nothing. Head cold? Huh? You just get off a treadmill? 
No. What's going on with you? Nothing. Are you all right? Mm-hmm. I'm fine. All right. So it only, it only hurts in the beginning? Yeah. Just... And then what happens? Oh, then it feels good. Well, what's the problem? Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. That's what I was wondering. With typically problem. pain with penetration is from spasming of the, the vaginal muscles, the floor of the pelvis there, and that's most commonly caused from anxiety, nervousness. You could have foreplay. Yeah, that and, and lubricant will help too. But uh, be be aware that it, it, it's something is making you uptight, something is making you anxious, and that might be what's causing the So pain. you're a little uptight at the beginning, and then you loosen up. That's uh, Drew's uh, hypothesis. Got to get those juices flowing. Is, is he juicing you a little bit before you start, or is he just jumping right in? No, we do foreplay and stuff like mm-hmm. that. You do? How long? Is he, he must be, is he large? Um... Average, I guess. Oh. I don't know. All right. Uh, call. Uh, say, say he's large when he talks to you. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> how, how, old, how old is he? 20. Mm. Okay. All right. So, uh, Michelle, also, he wears a condom, right? Yeah. All right. He can also, because uh, during condom week, I learned something, and I think Drew did, too. That They said you can put the lubricant on underneath the condom to get a little extra sensation. Oh, yeah? Yeah, but oh, think about this for a second. Think about this. Uh, a lot of guys complain that the condom... Uh, that was supposed to be just on the tip. The wouldn't lubricant. it slide off? Yeah, they just oh, put yeah. the, at the lubricant yeah, at the so tip. I'm sorry. A lot of guys complain that with the condom they lose some sensation mm-hmm. because there's none of that sliding uh, motion that they feel. There's a barrier between them and the sliding motion. But if you put a little lubricant on the end there, you can get a slide within a slide. The condom, in that case, is just floating in space. It's like uh, your penis is here, the vagina is there, and the condom is just a third entity. It's like uh, the, the the catcher, the pitcher, and the, the condom's the umpire. All right. Well, that's not her problem. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Valerie. Hi. What the time medicine, is it? That medicine I'm, it's that medicine <laughs> I'm giving you. Temporarily yours. Uh, 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 ten fifteen on uh, Tuesday no, nights on, uh, on the Fox Network. Everyone, uh, get out and watch it again. Uh, ten eighteen sharp. Valerie, twenty one. Hi, um, I'm just calling because I heard you talking earlier about long distance rela- relationships, and I have a really long distance relationship. Where is I, he? My husband lives in Japan, <laughs> and um, he's been there since July. And what I'm wondering is, every time he comes home, we have to get reacquainted. And I'm ha- this is the longest that he's been gone, and I'm starting to feel that distance from him. Mm-hmm. Emotional, and, uh, emotional distance. Right, uh-huh. Yeah, and we have a three-year-old daughter. Uh. And she, well, she has the same problem with distance. She knows what he looks like. But when he comes home, she she's not really, you know, close to him or anything. And I'm starting to feel that same distance. But what I'm wondering is, do you have any tips on how we can get reacquainted? Because the last time, <laughs> mostly it was just sex, and that was it. Right. Well, how did you feel about that? Well, it was kind of strange because, you know, it was like having sex with a stranger. Which uh-huh. is kind of cool if you think about it. Well, uh, it's like you're cheating on yourself. <laughs> I mean, but no, one, no one's getting hurt. It was all, I mean, it was all right. What, is the guy in the military, uh, Valerie? Yeah, he's in the Marine Corps. Oh, he is. Yeah, and it was a little bit difficult. We had our honeymoon weekend all planned out and everything, and we had come home, and we really, you know, it was like one of those things where, oh, my God, we have to have it right now. And when it was over with, I kind of felt, well, I don't know, I guess it wasn't guilty, but I sort of felt cheap. 
Right. Well, no, not cheap. I guess cheated would be the word for it. He didn't. He, really... uh, he didn't tip you or anything when he no. was. <laughs> okay. No. 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 Uh, all right. Uh, when when is the guy due to come back for good stateside? Uh, he'll be back in July. For good. For good. And then uh, hang just, in there. I, yeah. I would just suck it up until then. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't work on major alterations for something that's going to be straightened out yeah. in a few months. Focus on your commitment on behalf of your child. Focused on sort of um, massaging those elements that were that were intimate and cherished <laughs> by you to begin with, and see if you can sort of dig right back in there and uh, and recognize that with time you'll have a relationship again. And see if you can time your period. Uh, for the next time he gets to leave. And have phone sex. Oh, uh, yeah, we've done that, too. That's one of our new experiences. I mean, I thought we tried everything until... <laughs> and fax sex. Oh, that's an interesting yeah. idea. <laughs> well, how much is that an hour to call Japan? Oh, or a minute, wow. I should say. Well, you know, actually, about for about, uh, I'd say about so half an hour, it's $52. Yeah, you're paying for it. Anyway. Is Uncle Sam paying for this? Um, well, sometimes. I don't need some GI whacking off over there. Like, no, he should be no a, not that part, no. Okay. <laughs> not that part. You All know, right. we don't really get to do it very often because, of course, he lives in barracks. And All right. Yes. Then again, there's about 50 million other people around there that probably do exactly the same thing, but not on the phone. <laughs> All right. So well, do it on the computer or on your fax. Oh, please. Uh, he, he'll be back modern. soon. Don't worry about it. Hey, what? Are you into that at all? Maybe. I'll take that as a big fat yes. <laughs> I first uh, the the computer thing is no good for me because I can't type. Well, I'm not into the chat lines if that's what you're asking. But, but I if think you knew who it was, great. Uh, really, a fat? sexy letter to get a sexy letter. I love that. Really? Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's Adam. She likes talking to guys. It's, it's all right. Now shut his mic off, Mike. Thank <laughs> you. Uh, yeah, but I mean, uh, but I'm talking. In the context of like phone sex, you know what I mean? Maybe some mutual masturbation. <coughs> Sorry, I'm still sick. I just I hacked up some sperm from earlier. No, I mean in 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 you know masturbatory stuff. Yeah. You can't do that with a fax machine, can you? No, but there's no. you know I mean there's, it's just fantasy. It's, it's nice to read. Wait a minute. Oh, I mean, you she's mean only you, got till July. Keep his mic off, Mike. No, no, she's only got till no, July. No, leave it off. No, no, no. Because I think you need some education on what Debbie sees as sexy. Because I think she speaks for a lot of women. Adam, <laughs> you keep going back to masturbation, and she is talking about something different, right? Yeah. Something other, another another kind of stimulation. Just psychological stimulation. Right. Why? Well, listen, there's a place for that. Uh, I'm not sure where. It's in, I think it's in the broom closet. But there's a place for the whole psychological stuff. But I just wanted to know, and I didn't want to get off the whole phone sex thing. I wanted to know where you stood on that. I'm not interested phone sex? in phone sex. Yes, you I had think a, on long-distance relationships, it's, 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 it's mandatory. Good. Sure, why really? not? Keep it sexy. All right. Sure. See, I, I need to look at stuff. Do you know when you're having phone sex with your boyfriend, he was looking at oh, a Playboy? Yeah, you got to get a pigtail. Who cares? You don't care? No, absolutely not. Well, that's it's healthy. healthy. So yeah. he was putting your voice into another woman's image. Whatever he's got to do, he's got to do. You know? Really? Well, if he, I'd rather he read a magazine than uh, go out and sleep with somebody. Okay. Sure. Next time, you're going back to New York anytime soon? Yeah. Can we have some phone sex? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know you. <laughs> well, that makes it better. Mm. It's like it's mysterious. Okay. <laughs> David. Yeah. Dr. Drew, this question is a little bit more for you. Yes, sir. Um... I'm suddenly I'm afraid we're going to see like an outline of <laughs> Debbie on the wall here. She just burst oh, through the wall. Oh, she's not going anywhere. <laughs> as, long as, as long as I'm giving them plugs. Go ahead, she's David. She's here until 10 after. Okay. Um, 
my girlfriend went to a tanning salon yesterday, yeah. and today she heard a rumor that um, like two girls have gotten crabs from the same tanning salon. I'm wondering, is this even possible? I suppose it's possible, but it doesn't sound very likely to me. Did she and get the crabs? I wonder from if she's priming teams? you for something. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's no, right. No, no, no. Well, she was having sex with one of the guys who worked the doors, what she's priming you for. Oh, okay. Uh, I, 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 you know, w- crabs are usually associated with uh, surviving in linen and uh, that sort of thing, Cl- uh, carpeting. I mean, it's possible, but but I you know they usually clean them down the beds. Yeah, the crab would actually have to actually have to be there on the glass surface with somebody laid down. But what about if they uh, there was some towel lying around or something that was some sort of communal thing? That's possible. Yeah, but that usually I don't imagine that's something that's the case. Some places are dirty though, so it's possible. You've like really done your homework on this whole tan salon (laughs) thing. I did actually. uh, How many uh, tan salons have you been to? A couple. Yeah. In New York and in Ireland. <coughs> Ireland. But so, yeah, I was filming over there. But some tanning salons are funky. Really? Yeah. And you can get you can get skin funguses from laying on the glass. Yes, that you can get. Yeah. Are you always nude in these? Me? Yeah. No. I happen to like a tan line. Yeah, well, you do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, we're going to be having some phone sex when we go to New York. <laughs> Baby, show me a little of that line. Come on, peel it down. Let me see that line. Mm. All okay, right, commercial. All right, all right. We'll be back. Ah, I'll tell you, uh, Speaking of topics I like beside beer, uh, Tommy Johnware, I love these guys. They dropped off a bunch of stuff, T-shirts especially. Um, I don't know. I can't explain it. Um, they're sort of form-fitting, mm-hmm. and you put them under your shirt. It's an undershirt, but you'll never go back to the other cotton undershirt ever again because right now, uh, I guess it's sort of the equivalent of like saying – Wearing swim trunks under your pants versus wearing underpants under okay. your pants. There's that different feeling. It fits the way it's supposed to fit. Yes. This is now, it's like wearing two shirts versus the Tommy John, which is like a tight-fitting shirt underneath your shirt. I, I don't know why. All I can tell you is you won't go back. Wow. I, I swear to God, they gave me like four of these things. I sift through my drawer looking for them every time, and I won't, will not go back to just the V-neck T-shirt. Breathable fabric. Uh, it does not shrink. You don't get the bacon neck look. Go to TommyJohn.com. They do uh, underwear. They do the shirts. It's just the best. I, I, I Try it and call me a liar. Frodo likes it, and so does Toto. What are the two ferrets' name? Poto and Kodo. Poto and Kodo. Yes. I swear. Poto and Toto. <laughs> Enter the promo code Adam and get 20% off your first order. I just told Matt after they gave me the three of these shirts, I just went, I need 10 more of these things. I'm, uh, I will, you'll never go back to the T-shirt underneath the, the dress shirt again. And same with the underpants. TommyJohnWear.com. Promo code Adam for 20% off. Just the best stuff around. You will never go back.
Phone number for Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. Drew. Adam. Why don't you give out the email address, and hold on, hold on. Why don't you follow that up with the mailing address? And those of you who uh, continue to email asking for uh, those autographed pictures, you'll not receive them that way. We're far too unmotivated here. Okay, so first, if you want those, it's the mailing address, Loveline. Well, no, give the email first, because people got to get, like, a pad and pencil for the uh, mailing. Email is luv191 at aol.com. And the mailing address is Loveline, P.O. Box 4345, 4345, Hollywood, California, 90078. That's that. All right. What? All right. Only you heard that, whatever that was. Uh, producer Ann and her, with her uh, snide... Uh, uh, tone in her voice said that we send out hundreds a month of pictures. Yes. Yeah. All right. No, I appreciate. But that. none of them through email. None of them through email. But that's not. She she took offense to my assertion that we we're lazy. That's not true. I'm the only lazy one here. Actually, Drew's Drew's actually a little lazier than I. You could scan them in. Actually, I've suggested that. Be really and easy. he uh, uh, became offended that, that we should try no, that. No, you did not suggest scanning them in. You suggested uh, pre-autographing and them and then them. copying a whole bunch of them and sending them out. Same thing. No. Uh, they're not worth as much money. <laughs> yeah. It, it go from like <laughs> 29 cents way down to like 13 cents. No, Drew wanted to copy them off and then send them out. I said no to that. Okay. But what Debbie's suggesting is doing it over the email somehow, scanning them in. Yeah. What do you need for this? A scanner. A scanner. I've got one at home. Has that been invented? I've got one at home, yeah. Oh, well, get on that, Drew. Thank you. All right, Debbie Mazars here. Uh, Temporarily Yours is the name of the sitcom, 830 Wednesdays, uh, CBS. Uh, Howard Rosenblum uh, called her a a delight. He he proclaimed it uh, the surprise hit of the 90s and uh, compared it favorably to uh, Mod. I like like Mod. No, but the reviews have been good. Yeah. You won your time slot. Yeah. And uh, what else can you do? Pray. Okay. And when do you find out whether you get the green light on that? Probably by the fourth episode. I see. Yeah. What is the average these days? They do six? You did six. I did six. Uh, I don't know what the average is. It's somewhere between maybe four and ten, right? What? Oh, okay. Okay. I'm sorry. But, but when it, they get it, a pickup? Or in what? the old, no, I mean, that they would do initially. Oh, I really don't know. Oh, you don't know? No. Okay. No one uh, knows less about TV than uh, <laughs> Debbie. <laughs> and possibly Dr. Drew. Uh, Amber, 18. Hi. Um, this is for Dr. Drew. Yes, ma'am. I'm really embarrassed and ashamed of this, but um, I have, um, I don't know what they are, but they're like, Bumps like on my vagina area and stuff. On the outside or on the inside? They're a little. They're a couple on the outside and um, are they, a lot more on the inside. Do they hurt? Mm, kind of, and they vary. They itch, and then they'll hurt. And How long have you had them for? Um, about two weeks, maybe. Have you had any new sexual contacts in the last four weeks or so? Yeah, but they've all been protected. Mm. How about business contacts? No, it's still. I mean, it's just awfully suspicious for her. Anything that burns and itches is sort of herpes until proven otherwise. Um, and uh, so, you know, herpes can look like just red itchy bumps or about, a little blister sometimes. What about genital warts? Warts do not hurt. You know, you don't feel anything. You don't? Nothing, <clears throat> typically. 
Um, is there, I mean, do you know of any places where you can go? Yeah, any any doctor can should be able to make a diagnosis on this. Without parents? <laughs> you don't, after the age of 14, your medical care is your confidential medical care, I think, in all states right now. What word is that? Confidential. Oh, I thought you said confidential. And you can go to a clinic. You can go anywhere. Free. You can go anywhere. Go to Planned Parenthood. Go go, uh, go to emergency room. Listen, I've been to many a free clinic in my illustrious childhood and adult life. Many. Too. Yes. I only heard about one story. Well, listen, I grew up uh, with, uh, you know, mom was on welfare and things were uh, tight, and I was uh, at the mercy of the free clinic. So I've been to many of these places. For all your health care, you mean? Yeah, all of it. I see. Not and just the STDs and things. No, not just uh, the, the crabs, the herpes, and uh, the syphilis. Yeah. But uh, I've been there for uh, anything I've possibly ever had. And uh, actually, as an adult, went to a woman's free clinic one time. Not uh, not as exciting as I thought it was, uh, mm. staffed mainly with lesbians. But uh, I had a, uh, uh, what was a, uh, apparently some form of yeast infection on my um, Johnson. And uh, I went into the uh, clinic, all staffed by women, and I dropped my pants and uh, sat there. And then here's what they like to do with these things. I'm just warning you, Amber. That once you get naked, that's when the parade starts. Uh, people walking in and out with clipboards. Casual conversations uh, taking place between you and your, you know, in front of you and your genitalia. And after about 20 minutes, uh, I raised my hand and I said, um, uh, is there any reason my penis needs to be hanging out during this uh, dissertation? Uh, you what did are, you want, a standing ovation? I don't know, but there's a, like three women talking about planning uh, the company picnic while I'm sitting up on the stoop with my penis hanging out. And I, granted, they were four feet away, so I'm not sure if they, they saw it or not. But the point is, is I was like, is, is it okay if I lift my pants now? And they're like, uh, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you could do that. And I was like, um, and she's, uh, I think I'll do that. Call me crazy. I'm going to pull my pants up now. So, uh, Amber, oh, you can find anyone who'll do this. Hell, I'll look at you. Let me, let me give you a Planned Parenthood number. A national Planned Parenthood number is 1-800-230-PLAN. Okay. You got if, it? If you have a family doc- look, if you have a family doctor, this is, this is one of my become another one of my soapbox issues, is that don't be afraid to go to a, a doctor. So, I'm so embarrassed. And don't be afraid to go to your family doctor. If you, have a, if you have a relationship with a doctor... That is your relationship. That is not your family's relationship. Whatever goes on between you and the doctor is strictly and protected by law and is confidential. All right, okay? but you understand, Drew, the last time Amber saw uh, old uh, old Mr. Friendly, the family doctor, she was 11. She had an ear infection. Well, and he gave her a then, lollipop. Then get your own doctor, establish a new relationship in your new adult life. Well, gynecologist, the, right? Gynecologist would be I've fine. I've never been to one before. Well, well if it's time to go, honey. Yeah, if you are sexually active, you've got to go because... Women who are sexually active get cervical cancer, and the pap smear is to protect you against that from occurring. Debbie, I don't know if you guys have done this one yet, but if the show gets picked up, perhaps you could temp as a gynecologist. That would be fabulous. Can you do that, Drew? She could just temp at a clinic. She could be one of the people walking around with the clipboard. Yeah. Nothing they love more than that. Uh, uh, it is really a it is a it is a repugnant uh, uh, practice that they do over there, and this uh, goes along with my tirade about the doctors telling you to drop their pant, drop your pants, get in your underwear, and then they leave town for four days. On some Amber, golf he had tournament. a bad experience. Don't listen to him. Many right. bad experiences. That's why right. he's got lots to talk about. All right. All right. Well, thank God, Drew. Thank God, I've had uh, well. such a horrible upbringing. Kelly, nineteen. Hi. Hey. Um, 
I'm wondering, is it normal to masturbate really often, like two to three times daily? Sure. <laughs> okay, next call. All right, Kelly. Yeah. You're fine. Why do you feel so guilty about it? I don't know. It just seems weird. Did anything ever happen to you that, that uh, sort of makes you feel weird about your sexuality in general? Um, not really. What do you mean? I mean, I don't, I don't know. What do you mean? N- well, yes or no. I mean, uh, what we're asking is, is um, the, any bizarre religious uh, rituals performed on your behalf, any molestation? No, nothing out of the ordinary. Well, you're just really horny. And, and guilty. <laughs> you Catholic? No. What religion are you? Episcopalian. Uh-huh. I don't know. Is that a tough one? No. Do you it's feel guilty? Protestant. I don't know. It just seemed weird because I do have a boyfriend and mm. we are sexually active and have rather often. Right. And it just... You're going through a phase, maybe. That's all. It's a phase that last 20 years. <laughs> uh, he probably masturbates just as much as you do. All right, Kelly? All right. You're not masturbating now? No. All right, but you are <laughs> you are running late for one, aren't you? What'd you get off today, Kelly? <laughs> Seriously. Seriously? Yeah, today. Um. All right, let let let's just start the clock here. What time did you wake up? Eight ten. Be honest. All right, eight ten. So you peeled one off in the morning. That's what you do before you get up. Okay, so that's. Uh, let me write this down. That's uh, one at eight ten. Yeah. Or eight fifteen. And then at about lunchtime, three, three, three. Wow, you you must have been going through withdrawals by then. Uh, three o'clock, uh, you peeled uh, one or two, two. Oh, two. <laughs> I had a feeling. I knew it because it 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 been a you know been a full you know uh, six and a half hours or so. So, <laughs> all right, uh, two at uh, three, and that would bring us up to what time? Five thirty-six. Um. Not since then. I've been at work all day. Oh, really? Yeah. You're masturbating at work? <laughs> no. They don't have a place for that? In the ladies' room. They really should. I mean, they have child care at a lot of places. So <laughs> what, what do the single folks get? You know what I'm saying? I, 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 seriously, I'm, I'm just stumbling onto this, but I think it's a brilliant idea. A lot of these works, oh, they do so much for the family guys and the family women. They have the daycare. They have all these parenting things and whatnot. What about the single folks? What about a little room where someone could pleasure themselves? Who who, who is single? Oh, it is. I think so. I can't concentrate in a bathroom. All right, uh, all right. So uh, you got three, and uh, you've come to a stop here. For the moment. For the moment, you'll probably get a couple more off before you call tonight. Um, I usually do before I go to bed, or like after I get in bed, and then before I'm not off. Well, right. that's fabulous. So that's like uh, four or five a day, maybe six. Yeah, yeah. Depending how busy I am. Right, that's <laughs> fine. All right, you're not letting it affect your work, right, though. Right, you have your priorities. No. Where do you work? What kind of work? I work in a restaurant. Okay, that's wonderful. Uh, wash your hands, please. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need some. Uh, what what type of food do you serve? Um, French. It's just takeout. Oh, okay. No, right, don't wash your hands. <laughs> Don't worry about it. All right, you're fine, Kelly. I mean, although, you know, that sort of behavior has a sort of a defensive quality to it. We wonder, you, some people are excessively involved in that way. It's because they're sort of protecting themselves from feelings. 
And, and so and, she has a boyfriend. And she, right. And she's sort of at that threshold time where we start going, gee, I wonder if something happened to her that this is so. Ex- it's not, not that it's. She said nothing to her. Yeah, she said that, but it just has. It just it, When you're getting up in that nearing double figures, uh, you have to wonder. Kelly? Mm-hmm. Hey, you sure nothing up? Uh, parents still together? No. No. That's all right. Uh, no, uh, no beatings or rapes or anything like that. I was raped quite a few years ago. Ah. Uh, that would constitute something uh, up regarding your sexuality. I, I don't want to make light of it, but when we say, is there something uh, traumatic happened to you sexually in your past, rape would be right up there. You, you, you understand? Yeah. Uh, and then how, old, I... how old were you at the time? Fifteen. Yeah. Uh-huh. What, what was the story? Was it uh, someone you knew in the neighborhood or something? Yeah. Okay. And then, you know, what set her up for being such a victim is, is the next part of that story. Nothing before that? No. Positively? Absolutely. You were never struck physically? No. Uh, okay, well, that's good enough. So this is a little bit of uh, energy from that episode. You, you know, Kelly? Mm-hmm. You, you kind of feel that? I hadn't really noticed. What kind of fantasies do you have? Um... I don't know. It's a, it's a lot of different things. Any violence or anything like that? No. No. No reenactment, rape stuff or anything like that? No. Okay. What is it mostly? Um, mostly just visualizing sex with really cute guys. Okay. Uh, am I ever involved with that, uh, Kelly? <laughs> she know, said really cute it. guys. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, but you can stretch a little for the radio, can't you? Please. Uh, it's theater of the mind. Uh, please, use your imagination. All right, Kelly, you, did you ever get any counseling or anything? No. no. Okay, so th- you got some unfinished business to take care of, right? Yeah. You understand, right? Yeah. Okay, take I mean, care of that. When sex becomes a defense or an acting out, you know... That's the time to look into it. All right. Now, do you see what geniuses we are, Demi? Do you mm. see uh, Drew? Me and Drew were like... Yin and Yang. Yeah. Smelled something on that. Mm-hmm. Drew smelt a little something. And that's why we asked, but uh, eventually uh, Kelly came clean. And I wish I was... Uh, only wish I was good for five or six a day. Well, I proclaim... Himself endorses whacking. <laughs> before I masturbate every, every night, I say to myself, I'm going for three. Then I get like half, and I pass out. I don't have it in me anymore. That's a shame. You know, it's like it's like you, you say you, you haven't eaten all day, and you say, oh, "Man, when I I swear to God, I'm eating three large pizzas." I I, 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 will, I will sign a document. The devil can draft something up. I'll sign it with blood. I'm eating three. I am that hungry. <laughs> then you have like four and a half slices and half a glass of beer, and you go, oh, "All right, that's it." That's how I am with masturbating. Mm. Mm-hmm. We're fascinating. <laughs> okay. You want to tell me anything about yourself at all? About my show. Yourself. Oh, myself, no. No. Okay. All right, we're going to break. <laughs> Here's Loveline before deworming. Somebody Here's Loveline me. after getting fixed. Here's Loveline chewing out its stitches. Here's Loveline dragging its butt across the carpet. Bad Loveline. Bad Loveline. Loveline has been bad, and we'll be right back. Buying a car can be a stressful experience, but True Car is changing car buying forever. Yes, True Car helps car buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. 
Last month, over 45,000 cars were sold by the True Car Certified Dealer Network. And TrueCar.com users save an average of $3,046 off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three steps. Go to TrueCar.com, find out what other people paid for the car you're looking for, then register at TrueCar.com to see the upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. And the third step is simple. Just print out your True Car Savings Certificate and take it to the True Car Certified Dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. Every day, TrueCar.com users receive negotiation-free, guaranteed savings. Save time, save money, and never overpay. Visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com. All right, back with uh, Debbie Mazar from uh, Temporarily Yours. A 30 Wednesday CBS, right after the nanny. How long's the nanny been on? Like three or four years? Two or three years? I think four. Oh, really? I think so. I'm just gathering momentum, that show, the nanny. Never seen the nanny? Drew? Yes. Oh, you have? I've seen that show. Really? Yes, I've seen it. Boy, here's a guy who uh, can uh, prioritize artistically. He he does not see Nickelodeon good fellas or uh, he's never seen The Shining, but he's a big fan of the nanny. <laughs> Why do you watch a nanny? Uh, I don't know. You know, your wife be, watches it. She watches it, but but it's because the the kids relinquish the television for about a half hour a night. Uh-huh. And it's like 8 to 8.30 or 8, 8, 8.30 to 9. Well, good. Then they can watch my show, too. I, think, I, I, I know go. that's right in our time zone. So. Oh, good. What are they watching? You got a Nielsen box? <laughs> I don't think so. Oh. What, 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 what are, are they watching at night? Uh, Disney Channel, Nickelodeon, video. Lots of video. We have video, like a collection. Bigger than yours. Really? Just different content. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say mine would uh, be quite uh, scarring emotionally to the children. And and uh, what are they? Uh, they just keep watching the same movies over and over again. We go through cycles. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. It's the Hunchback of Notre Dame came out Tuesday. We it's it's, it's it plays continuously in my house now. Really, Beethoven second. They I play they... Corella Deville <coughs> in it. The, the Cruella de Vil type character? Yeah. We've got it. We've got that movie. All right, I'll put it on. Oh. You don't recognize well, that? They, they, if it's not cartoon, they're, they're, they're oh. not into it right now. Wait a minute. You got the movie, but you don't watch it? It's not a cartoon. See? Oh. Yeah, but they, they watch the Disney stuff. Uh, the non, uh, they're hooked on yeah, the Apple Dumpling flip, gang. No, they flip back and forth between Disney and the, and the Nickelodeon for when the cartoons All right, we'll put right. Debbie's movie on. I think she gets uh, like 10 bucks every time you show <laughs> that thing, doesn't she? All right. Uh, Kim, 28. Hi, guys. Hi, Debbie. Hi, Kim. I wanted to ask Drew, um, over the last six months during intercourse, or I should say after intercourse, especially when there's been deep penetration, I have um, spotting, and this isn't all the time, but sometimes I'm spotting and cramping afterwards. Mm. Is this just from deep penetration, or could it be something medical? Do you want to answer that? Yeah. First? Well, let me yeah. first say, uh, well, Debbie, Debbie spotting is when there's a little blood or whatnot mm-hmm. on the panties. Yeah. That's Debbie. I'm Kim. <laughs> well, let me... No, no. I'm, I'm talking oh, to Debbie. Okay. I'm explaining the how, spotting. How old are you? 28. I'm 28. Are you 28? Hmm. 
Well, he must be very large. I didn't think so. Uh, well, I mean, not abnormally large. Well, it, that, that is a bit abnormal. It sounds like it could be endometriosis, possibly. Yeah, absolutely. That's one you of know, the causes. You know, my sister just had surgery for that yep. for mm-hmm. a second time. It, it happens, and it can be normal, and it doesn't have to necessarily be associated with deep penetration or, or a, a partner's size. But, indeed, things like endometriosis can predispose to this. Does it run in the family, Drew? That's the, something you should check yes. out because it could lead to infertility. That's correct. I think it's a reason. Well, well I think get it, to I, that doctor. Hold on, I mean, uh, hold on Debbie. Did you, did you just do a PSA on this or something? <laughs> How do you know so much? I just I know a lot of things, you know. You well, know the parts? Yeah. Okay. And, I know the penis, so uh, we make a good and, team. And, uh, that's interesting to me because my sister just had surgery. All right. Well, it's, it's probably nothing, but uh, with your history and with the pain, too, the, the pain and cramping and stuff is what tips me off that it might be something a little more. It's also sometimes corrected be. by the pill, too. They might put you on hormones. If, if you have endometriosis. Drew, you're true. out of a job. Right. No, <laughs> yeah, hold on. Let me, let, I'm not on any kind of pill or anything. Okay. Let me just ask something real fast. Debbie, uh, can you be incredibly boring and uh, drone on about this, certain subjects uh, that no one cares about endlessly? Absolutely. Oh, okay. <laughs> the, the, you're out, true. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're completely out of here now. You've been replaced. All right. Uh, are we done with uh, Kim? Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, Lourdes. Hi, Adam. Hey, you're Hi, 28. Debbie. Hi. Hi, Lourdes. Hi, Dr. Drew. Lourdes. Okay, I've been listening to your show, and when you guys bet on someone's past to see what they're going through, what they're going through, and what their future is going to be, I um, I found it very interesting. And I have a six-year-old daughter. I got divorced, or actually I left her father um, when she was only a year old. And she has in um like twice since then and I'm wondering if that's going to affect her and how that going to affect her and what can I do so that she won't have the problems like she can't be intimate or she can't. All right, hold on a second, Lars. Okay, let's gamble. I'm going with she's going to be lesbian. Drew, uh, <laughs> no. Debbie, no. No, no. No, no. Oh. Bring, bring Lourdes. And right, even if she is, so what? All right, I thought she wanted us to gamble. Hmm. Uh, Lourdes. Yes. Uh, she has limited contact with with dad. Uh, actually, she's seen him twice. Uh-huh. And, uh, she's a year old. Six years old. What kind of guy is dad? Well, um, he was into drugs and um, and he's a big liar. And uh, right. I left him because he was physically abusive. Okay, mm-hmm. good. good move. Yes, good for you. Yeah, well, what certainly would have been more damaging for your child is to have to stuck, save, stuck yeah. this out if he weren't able to get better in any way. Uh, that's what I keep telling myself. No, that is true. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's the difference between uh, being stranded by the side of the road and being in an accident. Mm-hmm. Uh, both bad, but, you know, when he's there and, and, he, and, 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 and uh, this kid experiences, especially because kids are sponges at that age, mm. experience all this strife and this uh, emotional abuse and physical abuse, that's worse, I think, than not having a male figure uh, oh, around yes. at all. Oh, oh yes. And th- you can encourage her to develop other positive role models mm-hmm. who are males, and oh. so hopefully some sustained relationships. I think one of the important things to do is if she does get involved with any other males that, that you are, are close to, is that you sustain that relationship, that it not be another male that comes, she connects with, and then leaves. Okay, since um, when I left 
my ex-husband, I moved in, um, I moved in with my mother, and uh, she started calling my brother dad. And so I said, okay, but now I'm thinking, well, is that going to be confusing now? It's going to be confusing, but... She uh, knows that he's not um, her dad. If Look, as long as she understands that, if, if it's uh, reassuring to her and soothing to her to, to call somebody dad, let her do that. But okay. as long as she understands the, the concepts of, you know, what, what dad means and things. But I, she needs some, some sustained relationships with male role models, which are positive, Okay. Okay. And lots of love. Yeah, from you, lots of love. And ultimately, hopefully, a stable family system of some type. Uh, Debbie, is, yeah. is that me that sounds... Do I sound weird to you? You yeah. do. You're scratchy. There you go. It's when you turn your head to the side. You mean like that? Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, you mentioned uh, during the break that your mom had you when you were young, like uh, 16. Mm-hmm. Was she a single mother? At the time, no. She left my father. Later on? Uh, no, after a year. Oh. Yeah. All right. So uh, ostensibly she was a single mother then yeah. raising yeah. you. Yeah. And were, were you, were you uh, brought up without a father figure? Um, Kind of. I mean, my mother's been married five times. Ooh. So I, I've had several father figures. Uh. Um, But I always, I, they were really weren't to me. I, so I sort of believe I had a single mother, I mean, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah. And how do you no. feel about that? I feel fine about it. Has I mean, it, I think it, de- it definitely had an effect on me in, in my relationships. I look for uh, a caretaker in men in, in my own way. Somebody to take care of you. Yeah, emotionally. But, but can you sustain those relationships? In other words, are, can you be vulnerable enough without being frightened that person's going to leave? At this point, I can, but after you know dealing with it. For a long time. Know, yeah. Yeah. So that that's what Lourdes has to be aware of, yeah. is that, that the kids then... Afraid to be I mean, vulnerable, afraid they're going to connect and have the person leave. I had a strong mother who had a, a lot of male friends, and I was surrounded by, I was always surrounded by men, um, you know. Uh, so I, I think that, um, you know, her, my father not being in the picture was probably a good thing at the time because certainly an abusive relationship is not happening. It's very bad for kids to see that. Yeah. So better no relationship. Yeah. And, you know, uh, we better get used to it as a society, be, you know, because there's going to be more and more and there are more and more uh, kids growing up to just uh, just moms is mm-hmm. is mom is the family unit. And, uh, you know, I, I don't you know, my parents got divorced when I was pretty young, but I did see my dad. Uh, but so I don't really I can't tell you firsthand how how, uh, you know, it affected me because I, I didn't have that situation. But. It's going to be interesting to see how things unfurl in the next few years here as a society, uh, uh, generations of people being brought up without without a pop in place. And uh, I'm guessing it's not going to be real positive, but um, I, uh, I hope for the best. Ernie, the world's fastest drummer for Loveline. Too, 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 too high when I'm not drumming up a storm. <laughs> What was the rest of it? Loveline will be right back. If it's not, sue me or something. Hey, 
Hey, I want to take a minute to bring up Amazon, who has been a great supporter of Loveline, our podcast, and uh, which used to be behind a paywall. And now we have sponsors. And the way we were able to remove that paywall was with those sponsors and now with Amazon click-throughs. Amazon gives Loveline a small commission each and every time you buy something with our affiliate program, provide you click-through on the Amazon banner on our website. Buy exactly what your loved ones want and have it shipped directly to your home. No hassle, no stress, no lines. Just go to Podcast One, go to the Loveline landing page, click the Amazon banner, or go to lovelineshow.com and click on the Amazon banner there. Everything you purchase from that link will help keep the wind and the sail of this production and this podcast, both Loveline and Mike and Drew, and everything at Podcast One needs a taste to stay afloat. Keep the podcast free. If you bookmark the page, you'll be able to skip the stages and support the podcast by buying what you are already planning on purchasing. So go ahead and bookmark the page right through that banner. But right now, back to the show. All right, Kari Ward tomorrow night, Collective Soul, Thursday night. I'm uh, Adam Carolla, that is Dr. Drew. Uh, Debbie Mazar, thank you very much. Thank you. Again, temporarily yours, uh, 8.30 after the nanny, Wednesdays on CBS. And until next time, this is Adam Carolla for Dr. Drew saying mahalo. You're my stern but groovy master, Adam. Kiss my ass, Adam. This has been Loveline. The opinions expressed herein are certainly opinions, that's for sure. If you'd like a written transcript of today's program, you probably should have written it down yourself. And if you did, we'd like a copy. Loveline producer Ann Wilkins. This broadcast was copyright 1997 Westwood One Entertainment. This music is MXPX on Tooth & Nail Records. Sit, Obo. Obo, stop dragging your butt across the carpet. Ah. This concludes another PodcastOne.com program.